This is the Rebel Author Podcast, where we talk about books, business, and occasionally bad words. Hello, Rebels, and welcome to episode 67 of the Rebel Author Podcast. Now, I think I said that we would be back to normal scheduling this week, but I lied. (laughs) I am truly a devious villain. No, uh, that's a complete lie. Also, I basically changed my mind at the last minute and decided I wanted to do um, another solo show because I had more to say. (laughs) So now you're stuck with me again for another week. However, um, bearing any additional last minute changes, I will be back to normal scheduling next week. Although I'm wondering whether you guys like these solo shows. If you do, I may do more of them um, this year or I may... I don't know, like add bonus mini episodes or something. I'm not sure. Uh, And I will probably go into more of this when I start talking. But um, get a grip, Sasha. What the fuck are you doing this week? Well, let me tell you. Um, I I did a episode uh, on Next Level Authors with Dan Wilcox about what my goals were this year. And last year I told you my first quarter goals. Um, But I kind of felt like I wanted to do something different. So in the Rebel Author Facebook group, we have a thread uh, where you can place your 2021 goals. And um, when you do that, uh, I save the post and I bring it back out in a year. So you're accountable for the shit you say you're gonna do. Uh, So if you want to share your goals and you want me to see them, I am reading everybody's goals. I might not uh, reply to everybody, but I will read everybody's. I've already been reading lots of them. Uh, So yeah, you can go and post that in the Rebel Author Facebook group. So what I wanted to do was based off of the lessons I had learned uh, from 2020, I wanted to share, uh, rather than my, you know, book goals or whatever, I wanted to share something else. Um, So I... I think I'm just going to dive straight in uh, and say what I wanted, wanted to say rather than like waffling around in circles. So like last week then, there is no normal intro. I will be back to doing a normal intro next week and um, I will give you the question at the end of the episode, I think, because then it might make more sense. Okay, so... If this time of year was a person, I genuinely think it would be one of those motivational speakers jacked up on steroids with a crazy eyed look in their um, eyes and dressed like a cheerleader sprinkled with like a megaton of glitter. New Year is goal crack. I am always super pumped. I I feel alive. I'm like, if I'm perfectly honest, I'm like fucking buzzing off my tits uh, because it's New Year. It's a fresh start. It's a chance to, God, I don't know, start again, uh, reset the clock. And oh, I just love how full of hope and opportunity a new start is. New Year is my personal flavour of mindset rocket fuel. And I suspect if you also love a challenge or starting a new project or setting goals, then it will be the same for you too. 
For writers, it's a time of chitter-chatter about word count targets, publishing or book goals, which is it's fine, it's great, I love sharing those goals. As I've already said, we've got a thread in the Facebook group and, you know, those goals are super important to me and, and to my business, of course, because <laughs> there'd be no business without the book goals. But, and here is the crux of this episode... If last year taught me anything, it's that while word count is vital, and truly now guys, it really fucking is for my sanity, there are other things I need in my life, and there are other things that my business needs too. 2020 taught me that some things, and not always the things I thought, uh, are simply a waste of my time, and other things that I wasn't giving a priority to because of like... (laughs) I don't know, the clusterfuck that was 2020, uh, were really vital. So that is why, um, and I think it's because I processed what I said last time and I was like, okay, no, I need to share some of the changes as a result of those lessons um, and some of the areas of focus that I am going to be looking at this year. Um, And, you know, I hope it helps you. Feel free to take them and run with them. Or if they don't sound useful, then fuck them off. And good day to you, sir. You know, like you have to do what works for you. So number one then is make more time to fill my creative well. Not everyone is like this and that is fine. But for me, the act of creation is an outward energy expenditure. The act of writing a novel is akin to... And I hope you're not feeling sensitive today, but it's akin to scouring my insides out. I feel like I literally scoop pieces of character and story entrails from inside my bowels and pour them lovingly into my laptop. By the time I have finished a book, I tend to feel like a hollowed out asshole, empty, when I'm used to being full. Now, until last year, I thought the only exercise that dehydrated my innards was writing or, you know, the act of writing. And then the pandemic hit. And then the schools closed. And then the routines vanished and chaos, the delicious bitch, reigned king. Depending on your personality type, what goes on around you will have a varying impact on your creative output and your mindset. And this was one hell of a fucking lesson to learn last year. One of my coping mechanisms, which I mentioned last time, uh, for anything emotionally draining is to ignore it and dive headfirst full on into the deep end of work. But of course, that has consequences. What I stopped doing was the resting. I stopped rejuvenating. I stopped filling my creative well. I, you know, I stopped doing any of those exercises that I used to do pre-pandemic because there just wasn't time. My working time had been like restricted to the point where I could only get the essentials done and that was it, which meant that, you know, I would complete a project and then continue working while donning my best wrinkled asshole look. So by the time, I guess like two projects were done or three projects or four projects, you know, towards the end of the year, I was feeling more like the shriveled asshole carcass of a 5,000 year old mummy. It was not a pretty sight at all. And the scary thing for me was that burnout suddenly felt real. I have been in denial 
about burnout forever. I'm like, I know it's a thing. I know, I know it's a genuine, like I, I have seen people go through burnout, but I am, I am so happy in my denial well that just, you know, it will never happen to me. I'll never get burnout. Bitch, you haven't got a fucking clue. Of course you're going to go, go through burnout, especially after last year. <sighs> it felt so real, so tangible, and, and like burnout felt so very fucking immediate as well. I was exhausted. Uh, towards the end of last year and always I was waking up exhausted I was exhausted at lunchtime coffee wasn't working I was going to bed exhausted you know and then the scarier bit was when my body started falling apart I you know I remember collapsing last year I don't know if you guys remember me telling you that but you know that was probably the first sign that something was wrong um I was riddled with headaches, my body started falling apart, and like the danger of a hardcore, long-lasting burnout was getting pretty real. And the thing is, neither my sanity nor my bank balance can afford that kind of burnout. There's one thing needing a break and a holiday, but real burnout, which literally puts you on your ass and does not allow you to work, is not something I can afford. So... I have to do something about that in 2021 and the and the first thing I did was take basically 2 weeks off at Christmas which is unfucking heard of for me. Um and I really fought it for the first few days as well but I got there. I took a rest. Well done Sasha. Uh anyway, where was I? Yeah. Um so I have to do something about this in 2021. So what am I going to do? Well, I don't know what filling your creative well looks like, um, but you know that is going to be dependent on your personality, your strengths, your needs. But for me, the what it used to look like was going to the cinema, traveling. You know, I used to, like I am very privileged in the fact that um, I have a passport, and uh, I used to spend basically all my money on traveling. Um, so I would sometimes go away multiple times a year. Um, so yeah I think the year before I possibly went away four or five times and so it's a a shell shock to my system to not be able to go away um because it's such a big part of filling my creative well like I need that visual cultural stimulation um you know I love going to museums I love um foreign architecture I I actually have a real thing for architecture I love unusual buildings I love um stately homes I love castles I love yeah like (laughs) architecture I already said the word move the fuck on Sasha anyway um what else did it look like? Um, filling my well, or you know, I also used to book uh, weird trips like uh, visiting abandoned underground stations in London. Um, yeah, I've mentioned taking in visually interesting things like architecture or culture in different countries, reading, of course, and uh, taekwondo. But on that list, only one thing 
uh, was left completely unscathed and that was reading because even my taekwondo uh, so occasionally shut down and sometimes it went to zoom but I can tell you it's not the fucking same when I know you know I go to taekwondo so I can punch people <laughs> like, I like the sparring um, I like that the physicality of punching pads and kicking pads and fighting other people like that is a very restorative activity for me um and I would also, that sounds terrible, like I would just like to clarify the fact that I don't actively try and get in fights outside of Taekwondo. It's very much limited to Taekwondo, just before I sound like a complete asshole. Anyway, moving on. Uh, I don't know what the situation is like in your country, but the cinemas are shut here. They shut a few months ago and they're shut until April 2021. The museum's open close open fucking close i don't even know like i mean three quarters of the country is now in lockdown again essentially so everything's fucking shut again um interesting quirky trips things like um i, I went to highgate cemetery which is a really beautiful cemetery in london and i brought tickets for my mum because i knew that she would uh, like to go we have not been uh everything like that is shut and then we also have brexit uh so on top of the pandemic so in as well as things like vaccine queries uh, you know if you're trying to travel there's also uh, visa issues now as we're, uh, in the uk we're not part of um the, the EU anymore so at the moment I've got about as much chance of traveling as winning the fucking lottery so I am going to have to find other ways to fill my creative well and uh yeah so what am I going to do well I'm going to read more as that's one of the remaining things I can do um I have set like a public challenge on Goodreads and then I've set up a completely private uh, Goodreads account so that I can set a more ambitious goal um, and not have public shame if I fail my goal. Um, so yes, um, I'm going to read more um, and I am going to slightly change what I'm reading as well. But anyway, I'm also going to focus on gaining more visual input. I have forgotten and been reminded repeatedly recently how visual I am and I used to do things like mood boards I used to use Pinterest a lot and my printer broke and I haven't got a new one although I have now just ordered one so I yeah being more visual uh doing more mood boards and um I'm going to uh, read more coffee table books I don't know if you guys know that phrase but it's like the bigger books with pictures things like uh, if you've ever heard of the Atlas Obscura I'm going to read more of those because they're visually stimulating and interesting um yeah so that's one way I will be getting more uh visual stimulus now, another way, um, while all of the big stately homes are closed for winter and, of course, the pandemic at the moment, um, my mum, thankfully, or I think it was, was it my wife or my mum? Anyway, one of them uh, reminded me that uh, quite often many of those stately homes still have open grounds. So we have been going for walks in some of the local stately homes and um, it enables me still to take pictures of the architecture. So, of course, I can't see inside the building, but I can still see the architecture architecture from the outside and that I can tell you is really helpful to me and of course we're then also getting outside um so yeah I'm trying to find different ways around the rules to still get some visual stimulus and input 
Um, what else? Oh, I'm going to watch documentaries that are visually pleasing for me. So like I mentioned, I think it was on this podcast, I mentioned the octopus. No, maybe it was on Next Level Authors. Anyway, I watched uh, My Octopus Teacher on Netflix, which was just amazing and very visually um, amazing also. <laughs> amazing, amazing, amazing. Everything was amazing. Um, and then uh, my friend introduced me to uh, Abandoned, which is on Channel 4 in the UK, uh, which is uh, abandoned buildings. I do love abandoned buildings. And um, last but by no means least, I'm going to start planning a trip to Venice. Uh, once this is over, uh, I, uh, you know, I, I want to go to Japan Um and Bali, but one of the closer ones, which I think will be easier to organise, uh, is Venice. So I'm going to buy some books once my book ban is over, which I'll talk about in a second, um, and do some research online. So the point that I'm trying to make is it doesn't really matter what you do to fill the well, um, more that you are filling the well. And if you have had a year like me, where you have been focused on looking after other people, then you probably have let your well drain. And, you know, sure, doing some of these creative well filling exercises is going to mean I have less time to do other things. But ultimately, in the long run, um, if I have to sacrifice a little bit of working time now, uh, it is going to ensure that I am creatively energized uh, for the long haul and for the future. So that is just the way it will have to be. All right, so number two, then, I am going to revert to processes that work or I'm going to experiment until I find new ones. What does this mean? Well, when the pandemic hit, everything was thrown into utter chaos. I really, really struggled to focus. I spent, I had spent a year in a silent house and I had nobody's energy around when I worked. I, you know, have sweet fuck all chance of that happening now. So when that happened, I also threw all my routines out the window as well. And in some ways that was a good thing because I discovered new processes and new things that worked, like for example, um, working in sprints with my friends on Zoom. And I could not live without that now, I absolutely adore it. Um, and I would never have tried that if it weren't for uh, the difficult working conditions in the pandemic. But on top of that, like my mind was also thrown into chaos because I stopped feeding it all of the processes, all of the structure and all of the things it liked to help it work. And some of that was because the old processes like no longer worked in the new conditions I was in. And some of it was because my mind just wasn't in the right place to use them. But I am so done with being in a state of flux. The only way um, I can get that under control is to take charge and forget what's going on around me and um, take charge of the time that I do have. So, you know, I did do well last year and I'm very proud of what I did, but I want to do fucking amazingly this year. So I'm going to adjust my processes. I need to take back the control of the shit that worked for me um, previously and then capitalize on the new things that work too. And I think this is really important and also to give yourself that reflection time. And that's something that I've been trying to do. So I used to use the Clever Fox 
quarterly planner. It made me highly, highly productive because of how it's structured. It worked for me. It's not going to work for everyone, but it is something that worked um, for me. And I will include lots of links to all of the things that I'm mentioning um, in the show notes. But I, I stopped using it uh, because my son was home from school and the way it's structured, it, it kind of um, helps you like each day, there's a page for each day. And because I didn't know what each day was going to look like, it felt pointless to even attempt to write anything down in it. But we've got to the point now uh, where we've had him at home, at school, at home, at school, all of this bollocks, uh, where we have reached an equilibrium. I am now not, like, I can't get, obviously, as much work done as if he was at school for the day, but I can still get work done. So I feel like even if he does get sent home, I am now in a healthier mental place where I could still use my planner to make sure I'm as effective as possible. The other thing that I love is my whiteboard, um, but I don't really have any other space um, for a full whiteboard. So one of my friends mentioned that you can get like this whiteboard paper that is, uh, that sticks to the wall using static um, and you can like lift it off and move it. And so I have brought some and I'm going to be using it for a multitude of things, including uh, like mood boards for my books uh, whilst I'm writing them and the story outlines and stuff. And then I can like take them off the wall and put them back on the wall. Um, And I think that's just going to help yeah like well with the planning and the structure and the achieving and and the visual inspiration next in then i tried to work on a thousand projects at once last year and i think that was like partly to do with the panic of i need to get shit done and i can't get anything done and while i did get shit done i also lost some of the enjoyment that came from what i like to think of as the burn i don't know about you but i feel the burn when i work intensively on one project for like a period of time and before the pandemic that would mean uh, great periods of like, well, so it would mean working intensively on one thing and then great periods of time between creative projects. But I learned in the pandemic that I can juggle things to create rest periods for certain part of my brain uh, while still working and achieving projects using other parts of my brain. For example, when I needed creative rest, I upgraded my website. So that's what I'm going to do and how I'm going to structure my year and my working time this year. I'm going to try and be more intentional with um, working with what works for my brain um, whilst still maximizing what I achieve. (laughs) One of the other things that I love about um, Becca Syme, and I have mentioned Becca on a number of times, if you haven't uh, heard of her, please do yourself a favor, either go and check out her quick cast on YouTube or read her books or just just get into her sphere of creativity. Anyway, so her strengths uh, for writers, uh, I took I took it, I took the course, I took the coaching and um, it changed my life. And one of the other um, creative solutions that she came up with that I particularly uh, liked uh, is a stuck list. I think that's the phrase that they use. I can't, I can't remember the exact name, but that's how I have seen it in my head anyway. 
In my mind, I want to not only create a stuck list, but like a multifunctional list of the things that both work for me, um, have worked for me in the past, and the things that help me get out of writer's block. And then also the things that give me like solutions to plot problems, or the things that have given me solutions to plot problems, and also things that give me energy pennies. So I've mentioned a load of things in the last point uh, that give me energy pennies and help to fill my creative well, but other things like going for a drive, getting in a bath, reading a book, um, whatever, like things that have worked for me before, I am trying to get all of them down on a uh, master list. Now you might think it's a giant fucking waste of time to write down all of the things that you already know, but I can assure you, when I was in the midst of um, like a burnout spiral and creatively drained last year, none of those solutions came to mind. So I am keeping a master list this year and every time something either helps or like helps me, improves my process, gives me energy or fills the creative well, it's going on the list. All right, number three then, narrow my focus. I have circled around this one so many times. Um, I have alluded to it like by focusing on one task, um, et cetera, et cetera. But I mean, really, I really need to narrow my focus. Like part of me absolutely hates this idea and hates the fact that I'm going to do it because I wanna do all the things. I wanna win all the things. I wanna achieve all the things. So to have to tell myself to rein it in, bitch, is not a fun exercise for me. But one of the major things that 2020 showed me is that I cannot do it all and come out unscathed. I mean, sure, I, I can do it all, but I gained a ton of weight, I developed migraines, and I almost gave myself diabetes. So that shit needs to stop now. Um, I can achieve a lot as long as I work with my brain and with my body. And that means fucking off all of the advice um, that everybody, they, the people, them tell you, and just focusing on what works for me. And one focusing on one task at a time not juggling multiple projects really works it only works though if i work extremely intensively with like tunnel vision and um you know like high focus smashing out the entire project in one short sharp swift hit not languishing over it and giving myself a million weeks to do everything now <laughs> This took me a really long time to realise that I need to do this and sort of shorten my deadlines because growing up I'd always been bollocked for working that way. Like teachers used to tell me I was rushing, you're going too fast, you're not trying your best because you're finishing before everyone else. Oh, if only I could see them now, I'd haul them up by the luck hole and be all like, listen bitch, because, you know, this is how I work best. So fuck them, fuck my old teachers, fuck anyone else who wants to disagree. I recognize that I used to do that because that's how I work best and that's okay. And if you work like that, that's okay for you too. And if you don't also, that's okay. You have to work out what processes work best for you in order for you to be able to achieve the maximum that you want to achieve. 
So going forward, another way I'm going to narrow my focus is by cutting my social media usage. This has been a really hard decision because I definitely suffer from that feeling of needing to be in all of the places all of the time. But I've decided I'm not going to use Twitter anymore. While it's great and I do have a ton of followers there, don't really enjoy interacting on Twitter. And when I look at the stats, it doesn't really show a useful, like I was spending a lot of time scheduling tweets from my blog and stuff. And actually the payback, the payoff of doing that is not worth it. I don't, I get more hits from other locations. So I'm just not gonna do it anymore. I'm going to spend time on my in my Facebook group and on Instagram and that's pretty much it. And just making that decision feels like a weight has been lifted. So although that's not a huge amount of narrowing, it feels like enough narrowing for somebody who's a control freak and doesn't like to let go of, you know, like things like social media or whatever. So I'm going to like go forward keeping the concept of narrowing my focus in mind for the rest of the year. And hopefully I'll be able to tell you a whole bunch of other shit that I've narrowed down to. Okay, number four then is stay very income focused. I want to grow my business significantly this year. And in order to do that, I need to stay income focused. So over the next few months, I'm going to scrutinize literally everything that I'm doing, that I have done, that I continue to do, as well as being more... Um, scrupulous I suppose about the opportunities that come up so I'll be cutting out more of the opportunities that are unpaid um, and I will be more selective about the speaking and interview gigs that I take on it's not that I don't want to do them it's that I want to grow the company and the only way to do that is to produce more and to create more and that means spending more of my time on creating uh, books, courses, resources, etc. And less time um, doing stuff that isn't giving me a very, very tangible return on my uh, time invested. So I'm going to be militant also about tracking everything. So money in, money out, how much um, is each activity producing for me? Um, I do, I use Xero, uh, which is X-E-R-O software for my accountancy. And I, ha I have tracked it uh, for over a year, but I'm going to do more because I feel like the more I focus on it, the more I'm aware of it, the more I can um, tweak and iterate. And um, that is how I will end up uh, growing my income. Yeah. What else? Oh, oh yes. <laughs> trust me to forget this bit. But I'm also going to be tracking um, and spending more time doing a little bit of tracking because I can then give myself a pat on the back when something goes well. Another thing I'm going to do is do a ton of reading on uh, of finance books. I, I actually was going to share my to be read list. Um, but I think I'm not going to do that because I don't want to recommend things or like give you a list of books that may or may not be any good. So once I have read them, I will share them. Last, if I want to grow my income, another way to do that is to spend less. So, and I hate that I'm telling you this, I have put myself on a book buying ban until my birthday in March, which is horrific for me because like... <laughs> 
buying books brings me joy. Um, and it's even more horrific because I've now actually said it publicly and made myself accountable by telling you. Like, why have I done this? I wish I hadn't. But anyway, it's too fucking late now. Uh, buying books is basically my biggest expenditure um, outside of my mortgage and given the obscene to be read pile of physical books that I already own there is no reason for me to add to it uh, for a few months so I'm just gonna quietly weep oh. okay moving swiftly onwards the last one then is around learning so this is number five. I attribute an enormous part of the reason uh, that I have got to where I am to the fact that I continue to learn. I continue to push myself outside of my comfort zone and that leads to growth. Learning is also for me in particular, uh, another way to fill my creative well. Um, but last year I felt like I stagnated and there's a couple of reasons for that. Um, but first, one of the life-changing realizations I had during the Strengths for Writers coaching was that as, a, as somebody with competition as their number one strength, I really don't do well when I'm in my comfort zone. I need to constantly have that pressure on myself, constantly challenge myself and make my working life hard in order to continually level up. That is literally how I thrive. And that's not going to be the case for everybody listening. And that's okay. But it is for me. Um, but the problem is last year, I was well and truly in survival mode. And that means I wasn't leveling up, I wasn't getting out of my comfort zone. And I wasn't learning effectively. I don't want to say I didn't learn at all. Because of course I did. I'm, I've just told you about the strengths for writers stuff. But most of my learning came from natural absorption just from reading like non-fiction books or whatever but and this is like the big bit of what goes back to uh, I think it was point number two yes I can learn by reading but I don't actually learn half as much as I do um, as when I give myself processing time and like I intentionally do something with notes. So one of the things I used to do was write up a lot of blog posts. And those blog posts were me literally sharing lessons that I had learned. And, and that is genuinely why I think I developed, uh, like my craft improved so quickly. Because um, I knew how to learn most effectively for me. And, and th this, look, I'm not saying everybody learns this way. This is just how I learn. And I haven't done that in so fucking long. Um, I need to go back to that. And I think I mentioned this in one of my other podcasts, but I'm now like being very intentional over it. And I'm making myself accountable by telling you. So yeah, that it's been missing from my life, this, this sort of intentional doing with my learning. God, such good English, Sasha. <laughs> Um, yeah, so look out for those additional like articles and things that will be coming your way. And hopefully it will also enable me to write my books, my craft books faster too. So some of the topics I'm going to dive into this year are writing craft, business models, strategies and processes from other industries, uh, being a more effective entrepreneur and marketer, uh, financial study, uh, there are some other topics which are entirely unrelated to writing or business uh, because these are going to help me fill the creative well. And I'm actually just going to keep them secret because I don't want any pressure on them. I don't, I just, they're, they're just for me. And um, yeah, so I'm going to move on from that. And last but by no means least, I'm learning Dutch. My 
dad speaks Dutch, uh, my brothers and sisters speak Dutch, their husbands and children speak Dutch, my dad's partner speaks Dutch, a lot of like their, my half brothers and sisters siblings also speak um, and their family speak Dutch and it really fucking annoys me when I go to Holland and I can't understand what they're saying. So yeah, I'm going to learn Dutch too. So that's it. Those are the five things I'm going to be focusing on that aren't my word goals and my publishing goals and but that are still going to have an effect on my business and hopefully a positive one so my question for you this week is what are you going to focus on that will help your business but isn't business focused isn't word <laughs> great question Sasha <laughs> I really should have thought about this before I started saying it so my question to you is um Okay, my question to you is what non-writing activities are you going to do uh, that will help you grow your business in 2021? And come and answer that in the Facebook group. Next week, I will be speaking to Ros Morris, who will be uh, talking to you all about how to write captivating characters. So join me next week for that. Don't forget to tune in and subscribe on your podcatcher. And when you have a moment, please leave a review. Oh,